0: welcome my name is paula ramirez and this is chicana mom's podcast this podcast is dedicated to all the hardworking chicana moms and their familias we talk about life parenting the emotions we go through as human beings the journeys of the struggles and triumphs life stories god education music and more i strongly believe we're connected in this world Unidas creamos cambio. Querer es poder. Now let's get started. Welcome, my Chicana Moms. I hope you're having an amazing, extraordinary, positive, beautiful Mother's Day. And for us Chicanas, we celebrate el Diaz de Mayo. And then we celebrated in May 13th. So we get two. Even if that though. Even if we celebrate it twice in a year. You know, we can celebrate it at any fucking time that we want throughout the year. I mean, who's going to stop us from celebrating life, right? You want to celebrate and create your own holiday I would say fucking go for it. Create your own little uh, ritual with your kids and your family and call it a different weird name and that's just between you and your kids and your husband and your whole family. You don't have to celebrate anything once a year. You can celebrate as many times as you want. And today I want to talk about mamacitas. Us as moms. You know, single moms. Divorced moms. um, Moms who are you know, uh, who adopted their own kids and their moms, foster moms, um, grandmothers who, you know, are now like, they've always kind of, they're all like moms, you know, they, um, take care of the grandkids and there's a lot of grandmothers out there who are raising their grandkids because, you know, different reasons. Maybe their kids, um, you know, lost custody or they passed away. I mean, whatever it is, moms are amazing. And I love my Emma. I call her Emma. I just love her. Uh, My mom is very strong-minded, very determined, very intelligent. She analyzes things. Priorities are always like on top of her list. And she really like hustles and takes care of them. And that's something she showed me. And I appreciate my Emma. I love her. Um, her and I bumped heads growing up. Sometimes we do, but not as much anymore. But I do have... I, I'm i more like my mom. I'm like my dad as well. But with my mom... Um, sometimes. Sometimes. It all depends. But I'm not that crazy of a person that's going to lash out on people. But, you know, we all get something from one parent or the other, right? So today, since we're going to be talking about mamacitas, um, I want to read you an amazing, beautiful poem by a, a beautiful mom, and her name is Janet Sanchez, um, and she's on Instagram at hermosas uh, underscore peon- uh, and I encourage you to go to her page and, and like her beautiful words that come from her heart. Um, shout out to you, Janet Sanchez. Um, I really give you kudos for this. I We've never met, actually. Um, but seeing a lot of the things that she wrote and, you know, uh, she sent me a message and she was telling me to check out, you know, someone that she had met, um, which is very interesting. And I did. Um, but then I thought, hold on a second, like you have something to share too. So I asked her if she, I could share, um, her beautiful poems. Um, well, this one specifically that I'm going to share with you today and I'm going to talk to you about why mother's day, like, where did that come from? the history, and do we really, really need to buy things to show our love to our moms? And yes, today is Mother's Day, but I want to talk about more profound examples of what a mother is, and I might not give every specific detail, but I think I'll be pretty much hitting the target on this, I am pretty sure. Um... But either way, thank you so much for being here, and let's get started. I will begin by sharing with you this beautiful poem created by Janet Sanchez. Cartas para mi querida madre amada Reina el reflejo de ti, quien soy yo, madre mía. Miro el espejo, soy el reflejo de ti, querida, amada madre. Te adoro y lloro por ti, por cada día, por cada minuto. Cada momento y cada segundo que has velado por mí. Por cada recuerdo que guardo dentro de mí. Por enseñarme a amar, por enseñarme a volar. Lo que es selfless love. Te guardo en mi pecho, yo soy tu reflejo. Escribo estas cartas para ti. Querida madre amada, brindo mil flores por ti. That beautiful poem that you just heard is something that comes from the heart, from a specific mom just like Janet Sanchez. You know, there's so many different types of moms. Las mamas solteras, las mamas fin del día, somos con incondicional nuestros hijos. Being a mother, we are the rocks. We have to be creative to try to figure out ways to help ourselves as women, to never lose our identity, but making sure we guide and protect our children, and to also support our partners. Why was Mother's Day created? That's a question I've always asked myself. Like, who started this? Like, why Mother's Day? Um, It takes one person to make a difference in the world. And for this person who decided to just create and fight for a Mother's Day, that's pretty cool, right? But let's just say that it didn't exist. Would we even celebrate our mothers? Would we remember to just make sure that we go out our way To spoil them and take care of them. I don't know. What do you think? Do you think that would actually happen? Because nowadays it seems that the only way that people will actually come out and bring a gift is only if the holiday presents itself. Nowadays, I mean, flowers, I mean, they sell so many flowers on Mother's Day. Flowers are beautiful. But have we kind of lost touch of what the meaning of a flower is? Maybe not. Maybe yes. You know? Sometimes we give things just because we have to. Because it's the holiday. But I think on Mother's Day it's just more than that. We have to be able to just go out of our way and just spoil our moms as much as possible. I'm very blessed to have my mother... But for those who are near me, who have lost their mothers, it's a pain that I really can't, um, how can I say it? I can't relate to it, but it still hurts. Um, Just talking about this makes me a little bit emotional. I have an aunt that's just suffering a lot because she lost her mom. And I know she's listening to this. And I can't imagine losing my mom ever either. I really hope that in life we appreciate every small thing that we have in life. I know I do. and I try my best to. But in doing this podcast, I really want to make sure I send this hope passion of who I am and how to impact people. Because it's meaningful to me so much. I know that there's mothers out there who have not seen their children for years. Because they live in a different country and they can't travel. And sometimes they pass away not ever seeing their children. How disconnected has this world become? To where mothers that live in Mexico... Salvador. Uh, I mean, I can name them all. Into where this country does not allow them, which is the United States. It's so difficult. I can't imagine. But Mother's Day was created to celebrate her. No matter how far they are, our hearts are always connected. I know my mom lives a couple of like minutes away, and I'm very blessed for that. But my heart goes out to all those moms who lost a child or who haven't seen their kids in in a long time. And on Mother's Day, you're still celebrated even if your child is not with you. Because you sacrificed something from yourself since the day you know you were pregnant. I get a lot of my clients that come into... Like co-parenting conflict classes. And a lot of the things that I hear from them is a lot of pain. And what they say and share. um, They're just so hurt. That the person. Which a lot of the times is like the father. Tells them to get an abortion. But. They're both in front of me because eventually that dad changed his mind. Because a father will never understand, never understand that feeling of being connected physically with the baby. But that doesn't dismiss that fathers don't love their kids unconditionally, not at all. They're amazing individuals in a child's life. But as mothers, We carry a lot of physical, emotional, mental drain sometimes, but overall it's so worth it, and I think you would agree with me, right? Now we're going to talk a little bit about the history of Mother's Day so that you're able to understand it because I didn't know until I searched it up, and it was pretty interesting, and let's get started. Okay, so I'm going to share with you the Mother's Day history in the United States and how it actually started. So, it actually started by this young lady called Anna Jarvis, and after her mother died in 1905, um, she conceived of Mother's Day as a way of honoring the sacrifices mothers make for their children and she started this in May of 1908 um, and she organized the first official Mother's Day celebration at a Methodist church in Grafton West Virginia so when she created that in her church there was a lot of people who would like the idea so following that success of her first Mother's Day um, Jarvis who remained unmarried and she didn't have children herself like her whole life um, resolved to see her holiday added to, like, the national calendar. So she was she was like, okay, they adapted this. It's pretty cool. But then arguing later on that the American holidays were biased towards male achievements, she started a massive letter-writing campaign to newspapers and prominent politicians urging the adoption of a special day honoring just mothers. So by 1992, like many of the states and towns and churches also adapted Mother's Day, as an annual holiday. And then Jarvis, um when I say Jarvis, it's Anna, of course, had established the Mother's Day International Association to help promote like her cause on, you know, giving back to those to all those moms. So her persistence paid off in about nineteen fourteen when the President Woodrow Wilson signed a measure of officially establishing the second Sunday in May as Mother's Day. Wow. That is awesome. I mean, it took this one lady to really feel it. The death of her own mother helped her, just like motivated her to honor her mom and honor all of the mothers in pretty much in our world, I guess you can say, because now everyone celebrates it. So Anna Jarvis had originally conceived a Mother's Day as a day of personal celebration between the mothers and families. So this was her version. Her version of the date involved wearing a white carnation as a badge and visiting one's mother or attending church services together. Um, But once Mother's Day became a national holiday, it was something that totally changed her mind. It was not for her, uh, her purpose was not to advertise um, flowers, card companies, or other merchants to capitalize on its popularity on Mother's Day. So she did not like that idea. So while Jarvis had initially worked um, in the floral industry herself, um, she did help raise Mother's, mother's Day uh, profit. But by 1920, she had become disgusted pretty much on how the holiday had become commercialized. So then after that, she pretty much wanted to denounce the transformation and urged people to stop buying Mother's Day flowers, cards, and candies because that was not the purpose. The purpose is just to go to church with your mom or on your own and just, you know, if the mom had passed away, I'm assuming, and just wear a white carnation as a symbol of Mother's Day. But of course, it all went down the drain, I guess, because I mean, I don't know. Not many people go to church on Mother's Day, and there's people and that's respected, I guess. You know, people don't want to believe in God, but um it's something to be grateful for. But it was pretty interesting because Jarvis eventually resorted to an open campaign against Mother's Day when she had created it. Isn't that interesting? So speaking out against um confectioners, florists and even charities she also launched a countless lawsuit against groups that had used the name of Mother's Day, eventually like spending most of her personal wealth in like legal fees. And by the time of her death in about 1948, Jarvis had disowned the holiday altogether and even actively lobbied the government to see it removed from the American calendar because it totally took a different route to what she believed in. Isn't that crazy? When I read this, I was really um, kind of shocked, you know, but I understand where she's coming from. Well, I explained to you what Mother's Day history was about in the United States, but I want to talk to you a little bit more about the Mother's Day in Mexico. So in 1992, the concept of Mother's Day was brought into the country from the U.S., of course, and I explained to you. But it was discouraged by the conservative government as they believed that wom- women back in the days were just for breeding. And with the efforts of socialist government, media, and the Catholic Church, this notion was changed and May 10th was celebrated, El Dia de las Madres, in Mexico. And it's important in Mexican culture um, and it's noted with the fact that it's regarded as a significant holiday. So like in 1940, for example, that is when Soledad Orozco Garcia, wife of President Manuel Avila Camacho, uh, she declared May 10th as a holiday and making it a state-sponsored celebration. And that is when the Mexicans realized the holiness of Mother's Day. And Orozco announced, well, she announced it and was supported by the Catholic National Um, St. Christ Union that started paying attention to the importance of celebrating that day of all moms. And at that time, an interesting custom was started by the members of the party of the Mexican Revolution. Um, Women from poor families were involved to their shops to pick a gift for free. Another heart-touching historical event is uh, worth mentioning when in 1942, the government returned sewing machines to the mothers whose pawn shops were occupied as they were not able to pay loan. Um, so this cost about 160000 to the pawn market, but it proved to be the most precious gift to the mothers who use sewing machines to earn a living for their families. And that was an amazing gift that they, all these mothers were given because They were able to make clothes for their kids. They were able to make clothes and sell them um, because I'm pretty sure back in the days, single moms also existed. So today, as Mexicans, um, they start the day with a great enthusiasm and un gran gusto para celebrar el Dia de las Madres. And children get up really early in the morning and sing a beautiful song dedicated to their moms. And it's celebrated with a mass um, at the shine of the Virgin Guadalupe. La Virgen de Guadalupe, where an, um, an orchestra played, Las Mañanitas of the Virgin. So the Virgin here in Mother's Day and in Mexico is a symbolic of motherhood. Um, so a lot of the masses in, in Mexico, like after the mass, for example, um, they follow a wonderful custom of providing like an early morning meal, like for breakfast to all of the mothers after mass, and the meal involves distribution of tamales or atole, pan dulce, cafe. Um, many times like, kids celebrate that day at school with their mothers and it happens when the day falls on a school day. Um, and a lot of the kids sing songs, dance, tell jokes and sometimes perform like short skits for them. So lunch or dinner is arranged in a restaurant for which booking is done by weekends prior to Mother's Day in Mexico as well as the United States because we already know it gets really packed and that's the day for all moms to not cook (laughs) for all those moms who cook and love the kitchen. Maybe some do some don't but either way it's a day to spoil our moms and I know by the time you're listening this podcast it's going to be on a Monday. And even if it's on a Monday, I want to tell you that we should always celebrate our mothers at any time. They are a blessing in our lives, and a small little gesture goes a long way. We don't have to spend so much money, or we don't even have to spend money at all to make an amazing impact on them. So what are some things that don't cost money? Well, hugs, kisses, you know um, and things that might cost you a little bit of time and effort or money, but not that much. Of course, it's like a random lunch date, you know, cook dinner for her, um, help clean the house if she lets you touch her things (laughs) and, um, fill up her gas tank. Um, I mean, I can think so many, um, options, but you get me, you know where I'm coming from. I thank you so much for listening to my podcast and just remember that if you're a mom, don't lose who you are, meaning don't lose your identity. Stay connected with what you love because in order for our kids to love life, they need to see you loving life. Okay. Thank you so much for listening. And again, shout out for Janet Sanchez. Thank you so much for allowing me to read your beautiful poem. And of course, you will be probably hearing, if she allows it, (laughs) for me to present more of her poems or even having her read her own poems on the podcast and sharing a little bit of her story if she um, would like to uh, be on my podcast. So either way, have an amazing, beautiful day and I wish you the best to all those mothers out there. God bless you and take care. Bye.